0: What's good? Welcome back to another episode of Unempowered, How Be Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I am Brittany, joined by my co-hosts, Ma and Shay. What's up? How y'all
1: feeling? How feeling good. good. Turn it down just a little bit more. I was working oh, Okay. On it. Was <laughs> okay. Okay, because it was like how, how we was talking about last time. It's like you and the music competing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I got you. I'm good. I'm sleepy, man. I'm in full hibernation mode, so my body wants to do nothing but... Lay down and go to sleep, and watch yeah. Netflix sometimes <laughs> in between time.
0: If I have uh, if I have the energy, I feel like yeah.
1: A friend of mine put me on to uh, another Britney, put me onto the Center on Netflix, and it's pretty
0: good. The pretty Center, good. The, the Center,
1: circle? like Church. Oh, the Center. Yeah, it, no, that, it's good. It's um, it's like an anthology. Every there's one character that stays the same, but like he's a detective and. He's working on these cases. Every season is a different case or a person that he's looking into, and it's all these weird situations. So it's good though if y'all want to check it out. I, I I I recommend.
0: So we're currently finishing Good Girls. Like we're almost done completely. So I'm sure we'll be in search of a new show soon. Have you Have you seen that? Good Girls. Yeah. No, but it's like a it's like a comedy, right? It's yeah. Cool yeah
1: yeah this one is totally different than a drama I'm just letting you know so the tone is way different <laughs> way different <laughs> no
0: that's fine you know whatever. else like you, you going like, to yourself for that after you just watch something that was its like tone tone and I go with it so cool with that. <laughs> right, cool. um what's good Michelle Michelle said howdy and then she also said justice for Jamal never forget anime court
2: oh <laughs> uh, I'm getting my ass whooped all right first of all I lost an anime court because the judge was biased second oh. I got beat up this morning by uh, Brickhands Brittany, so I got busted lip. <laughs> wow, domestic yeah, toxic
0: femininity, man! It was absolutely an accident. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was toxic
1: femininity. That's what they say. That's what they, they always say. It was an accident. It's, it's an accident
2: because <laughs> let it, it, it be the opposite end. It's an accident, right? Why She's did you make my fist, wall, fist, right? fist your
1: face?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Look, Ryan was like he he was like, "Mommy, beat him up." So I took a couple chest shots. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And then I went to <laughs> swing at his face, and I I came up short. But he turned into it.
1: <laughs> There's no. Turning. This is being recorded. So if you need if you need evidence if you need if you ever need evidence, you know what I'm saying.
2: We're coming back to this. Coming this, back to this. Fifty seconds in. This is, uh, <laughs> my divorce lawyer, if you're listening, this is it. This is the clip I need.
0: <laughs> Turn into it. Anyways. Um, But, yeah, we've been good. And um, I do think that is the perfect story to just segue into toxic femininity. Yeah. Um, So I kind of want to start this off because it is, I feel like it's multifaceted. There's so many different layers to this. And we have tackled as a podcast toxic masculinity in a couple different ways. Like the topic has come up. In a few different ways we've had the conversations um, but we've never brought it up from the women you know the women's side from the the female toxic side and you know so I guess I'm gonna kick this off with asking you all what how you would define toxic femininity what is what does that mean?
1: Who will be the first person to be like, "It doesn't exist. It's a man-made patriarchal right. <laughs> structure." He's gonna be the first one
2: kicking off. That's where Rich usually steps in and says it, but he ain't here. So, go on, Rich Junior. What you got for us? Uh oh, Michelle.
0: <laughs> she she's the one. M-
1: Michelle's
2: kicking it off. See, we yeah. need a Michelle when Michelle is a guest. Right. So I'll start. Um, I think toxic femininity for me is when you hear these women that say, "Well." it's your job as a man, or why didn't you do this as a man, or you know, it's <clears throat> it's not just a man's day, it's a everybody's holiday, like as far as Father's Day goes, and like anytime that they put down a man in response to anything else going on, and they go out of their way to do it, I'm not saying that dudes can't be wrong I know plenty of them, shit I've been plenty, of like in times I've been that wrong guy but, like, don't go out of your way to put a man down just because he's a male. And, like, you complain and you empower and you try to say, oh, women need this empowerment. But I don't know if y'all noticed this, but little boys don't get the same empowerment. Like, there are no little boys rock or little boys run the world. There's or black boy you, joy now. Yes, there is black boy joy now. Yeah, But that's created for the black boys that are too hard and they need something to soften up like you're being told all your life don't cry don't do this don't do that that's soft and like now it's like nah i need you to cry i need you to be open i need you to like tell me how you feel and that's that's foreign to a lot of males like that's foreign to me to a certain point until i met you like it wasn't as told to just be in touch with your feelings
0: Um, so piggybacking off of what, how you would define it. I would say that to me, it's the weaponization of you, of being a woman or like of your gender. So like mm-hmm. essentially using being a woman to either get out of some shit or to put uh, someone else. Down. I mean, yeah, but pretty privileged. And doing it deliberately are two different things. You know what I mean? Like yeah, pretty privileged. I
2: have that same option.
0: I understand what you're saying, but that's not my fault. Like <laughs> I'm just, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it real. Like is that, yeah, no, no, it's that someone does something it's for fact. me because they find me attractive. That's not me deliberately, you know, um, honestly doing anything to get that. So I, I wouldn't say pretty privilege is the same as weaponizing my femininity. So, like, weaponizing my femininity would be, like, you know, essentially, like, villainizing men or, or coming up with, like, a false victim statement. But because I'm a woman um, or, yeah, because I'm a woman, people believe it. What is... Um, Michelle said <laughs> I think' I've been, toxic- reading, I've been reading so I'm waiting I'm waiting to to try to police femininity for example terse so so
1: um I so I, I'll I feel like I want to address these things but, but after, <laughs> after after uh what I guess my idea of toxic femininity is and and it's not um mm, I don't know, it can be kind of nebulous in a way because toxic femininity for me has many layers. One thing I learned when studying spirituality or occult studies and all the esotericism is that you'll learn that a symbol or a word, for instance, has many meanings, right? Many ways to interpret it, many ways that it shows up in uh, the world. So toxic femininity is what we see now. Um, I'm gonna say to me, Michelle, what you are talking about right now I'm going to say what sounds like your baseline of thinking as far as toxic femininity is toxic femininity. It's a lack of accountability. It's it when when we uh delay everything to patriarchal structure the patriarchy or whatever that's that's toxic femininity. It's a lack of accountability within um one's own self to say, "Hey, I have the ability to be toxic on on my own separate of a man." Um it is uh it looks like um, telling telling boys and men to suck it up, to um, to you know what I'm saying, to just uh, bear the brunt of it, to not to actually not taking an account of, into account again. Here's that word accountability. What our brothers actually go through and their stories. Toxic femininity looks like um, take me out for a $200 dinner date on the first date. I don't know you. Why would I do that? Toxic femininity looks like you believing that I owe you something. Right when I, I, I you you because you exist, it, yeah. and those things aren't separate of other elements, i.e., entitlement, etc. You know things that have nothing to do with femininity in itself, but uh, but I I I I are those those things are components of something that is showing up now when we look at politics. Michelle, you said something about um. For example, TERFs, I see many feminists, many feminists policing femininity, fem- femininity on the opposite end. They look at people who take on more traditional roles as, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. She, Why would she stay at home and serve her man? That's her choice. If, if, if being a feminist is about a woman's right to choose, that's her choice. Mm-hmm. But instead you throw all these epithets or whatever, she's uh, subjugated, she's this, she's that. Maybe that is just what that woman chose for her life and likes for her life. You know, it could, we could have all of these um, uh, other stuff going on. But at at base level, I think people, a lot of people are choosing what they believe is right for them and how they want to partner. And then you do have to get into what does it mean to be feminine? And that that's going to vary for other people, different people. But I know that like um, for me, uh, there's a subset of characteristics that feed into what is masculine and what is feminine separately from each other. And then there's a place where they converge. So,
0: yeah, femininity has many, many forms. So I agree. Um, As far as the definition of what does it mean to be feminine, there's, I, and and I think this is, to me, the difference between toxic femininity and toxic masculinity is that toxic masculinity takes this um, overly, like, macho man um, type of, ideology of what makes you a man and then holds boys and men to that standard. That is, you know, almost impossible for you to be both human
3: and a man
0: by those standards. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, with toxic femininity, it's not so much, these are the traits that make you a woman in some cases it is, but that's not so much what it is. It's more, you are a woman. Now, what can you get for, you know, like how can you use that to your advantage? And I think where you see that in today's society and like right now is city girls, right? Everyone's like city girls up, city girls this, city girls that. Like, and not so much, you know, the actual artists, but the mentality, like what can, what can I get? Who can
2: I, you I know, scam? I can you seduce this game your way to the Right, top? like, and
0: I think that is more, when i'm thinking of it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like that's that mindset and it's Mm -hmm. it's not so much you know a woman requires you to you know wear a dress and speak politely and not curse and you know all of that it's not so much that from societal's view it's you know use your gender use your sexuality to get to the next level it's just and, and i guess we can look at what michelle i think if I could, if I
1: could go with the internalized patriarchy, right, Uh, where we had this uh, long time, and not every man (laughs) at all, not any, I don't know any men who act the way that men act on TV when I say this, because I feel like it's a dramatization of men, and then um, it becomes a reality for people, right? When people play into whatever they see on TV, Uh, is an objectification of women, right? Like, I do see that thing happening. I know that it happening. It's the reason why a lot of us hate men call females. You know what I'm saying? You don't call men males, so why are you calling us females, right? I have that conversation with my, my godson all the time. You are reducing this woman down to an object, right? It's, it's, it's a way to dehumanize her in a way. And... Um, that is where I could say some internalized patriarchy shows up in your ideas, what you're talking about. Use your body because you are then taking this man, this man who was already objectifying you and objectifying mm-hmm. yourself further or more or concurrently. It is silly to me. Yeah. Like sex does sell, sex does sell, and you cannot, again, take away accountability from the fact that you are then objectifying yourself in the same way that you just beat up this man over the head for 20, 40, 50. Right. You're doing the same thing. I guess people just feel like, Oh, if I'm gonna get paid for it, it's cool. You got paid for it the whole time.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Sorry.
1: No, 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 I,
0: and I completely agree. And Michelle says she also agrees. And as far as like, you know, sex sells, that's, I mean, that's just the way. That's that's just society, Totalities right? Said. Things that are that have been taboo in the past are, you know, more interesting. We're gonna play up to it, whatever the case may be. But I think sex sells is not does not excuse the behavior of you know.
2: It does not excuse. I'm gonna like essentially
0: gaslight this man, right? I'm gonna pretend like I'm interested. I'm gonna get everything I can get out of him
2: free meal and or, then I'm a I want. Like, I'm going to use you and treat you as if I'm interested and not or,
0: take accountability when that man is is fucked yes. <laughs> and he can't you can't trust anyone else relationship
2: and I'm going to hold you to these standards and these values that I don't uphold to myself and then I'm going to use you and like leave you broken and mad essentially at every other woman that you ever come across and then you're told to heal. And it's like, how am I supposed to heal when I can't trust? Like, I'm told to trust the same women that hurt me. And every time I go to a different woman, I'm either dealing with the baggage that you didn't heal from or you dealing with the baggage that I didn't heal from. But unless both of us are walking into this hill, somebody's bringing some baggage and it's coming back as a blowback.
1: I mean, uh, generally, I think, that, I think that you'd be hard-pressed to find I don't think you're saying fully healed, so I, you know, what I'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. just but that's We're an idea. That's,
0: I can tell you, I'm not healed. No, no,
1: that's a, that's an idea that's on the internet, though. You know what I'm saying is that right.
2: you can go
0: to, but
1: it's or really to healed, yourself
2: or and coming with the like openness to understand where you're broken at and what's wrong with you, right? To be right. able to say, hey, listen, I have for for me, for example, I have trusted uh, issues, and I don't like certain things. So when people get to a certain point and it's like shit ain't working i'm a lead like i'm a runner so the shit that like don't work or the second something ain't suiting me i'm out bro i'm gonna pack my shit i'm gonna
0: go yeah because- and he tried that shit on me i told him out. <laughs> <laughs> let me know you're a little tired you sound you sound sleepy
1: <laughs> so i i i think um where Michelle, the comment that was just said when Michelle was saying that, um, she doesn't think individual accountability will save us from systems of oppression. We can hold folks accountable and destroy oppressive systems. So I think that that is fair. I also think that again, um, it's not, I, I, I struggle because I'm not, I, I, when I say I'm not super political, that means I'm not, I don't care. I do not vote. Um,
2: I I can't, I vote.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, Cool, but I know too much about about the system of voting to actually play into it. You know what I'm saying? That that's just for me and my beliefs, my household. I will even say we don't we don't do that. It's not something that we actively participate in. I also don't blame you for doing such either. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I think that when we start talking about systems, we forget that we're dealing with individuals um, on the baseline. At the baseline of things, we forget that we're dealing with individuals. I will say even in the most uh, racist aspects of my life i.e. being in kentucky or tennessee um is that uh these quote-unquote systems of oppression exist but they're run by individuals and when you can deal with people individually or when people deal with themselves individually those systems don't really stand up a whole lot i'm not saying that they don't exist i'm not saying that they aren't people who are uh trying to hold them in power but this uh, i imagine she's talking about patriarchy patriarchy is a um it's a ghost that 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 y'all been chasing for a long time. And if I feel like if you pay attention, that you will see that it is not patriarchy that is the problem. It is not patriarchy. Patriarchy is a phantom. It is a, it is a phantom and a symptom, uh, I guess a symptom of something way bigger uh, to put my tinfoil hat on. And half of that, I mean, is uh, accountability personally and awareness personally. And the other half is, I mean, like you get actual... Uh, it's called princess programming. <laughs> um, you get some, you get a lot of uh, quote unquote subliminal messages and all of that stuff. Not even to sound crazy about it, but it is what it is that that's tying into all of this.
0: Sorry, Michelle is out here. Okay. Um, even when you get rid of individuals, there's always someone else to take the mantle because it is a system, which is, I mean.
2: Yeah, it's true. But that doesn't mean that individual accountability doesn't help. And like being behind this system that says, oh, well, it's okay to do it. Don't make it right. Like the same way y'all can say, oh, we're well, toxic men, toxic men. I see way more toxic females than I do toxic men. When we see toxic men, we make sure to tell other toxic men. I've never seen a toxic female tell another toxic can female. Woman? Toxic woman tell another toxic woman that you're wrong and this isn't behavior that's becoming or this isn't we've been out and we've seen some women doing some like ratchet wrong whatever things like whatever they were doing and we were like that's crazy
0: that's not cute but i mean and you know maybe I just don't think that's. it's just not my place to say that. And I, I'm not saying it's not my place to say that, but in certain situations, I mean, we're in DC. I'm not about to approach somebody and be like, that's not cute, sis, We it together. However, I have had, <laughs> right, cause I can't fight. Like I'm a game in a sack and I'm not trying to get into that. But um, I, have had, I have had, I have had, you know, conversations with my friends if they are doing something that you know is off i have had probably a couple drunken bathroom conversations with the stranger but um, more or less i i do understand what you mean that women i, I think that's part of the issue is that there is in the in the in the fact that there's no accountability there is the feminism and i use that loosely because feminism used to be we just want to be equal we want equal rights equal pay it's beyond that now, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's just kind of like mm-hmm. a facade to hide behind mm-hmm.
2: um when you when you feel like showing your ass. Like Yeah. And honestly, the movement that started it, it's not even done because like there isn't equal pay and there isn't equal accountability on both sides as to why women make less. Like there is no reason for you to do the same job as me and to make less money than me. Like, period, none.
0: I mean, yeah. And that, I mean, that's part of the argument. But um, so Michelle has said, what is accountability to y'all?
2: Accountability is basically saying that, like, so I, as Jamal Winfield, can stand on air as a married man and say, like, there were some times in relationships that I was not the right person. I was not the right person for them. I did not do the right thing in those situations. I left a lot of women, like, fucked up, like, but to this day I can tell them like, I'm sorry. And I can hold myself accountable because I was young. I was dumb and like, it was never going to work out. But a lot of women can't say that. And a lot of women will tell you, nah, he was the issue. And everything wrong. And he did this and he did that, but they can't say, well, in the relationship, you know, I might have I not gave them as much attention as they needed. I might not have been there emotionally as they wanted to talk to me. I might not have given them as much of my time as I could have. I might have made myself more available for my friends sometimes than I made, you know, myself available for her. And I can admit that and take account for that. And I can say, you know, this is where I went wrong for so my next relationship. This is what I want to do. I want to be there for you i want to be accountable i want to be held to a standard where i'm always there and if shit don't feel right i'm out ain't no cheating ain't no hard feelings like i'm gonna hit the motherfucking door unfortunately every time i try to hit the door i'm told totally to take a nap so
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's worked so far <laughs> five years strong um but yeah, I think, you know, accountability, much like you said, it's really just taking because so in any situation, right, they say there's, you know, your side, their side in the, the truth, right? So in any situation, as opposed to only talking about what someone did wrong in that, in, in it, accountability to me is saying, this is what I did wrong. It's It's kind of like having a healthy argument, right? it's not saying you, 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 you. It's, I feel this way. I did this. I understand where you're coming from. Um, and I think you don't see that in a lot of adults in general. So it makes sense why as a society, there is no <laughs> accountability taken there because in many, many, many relationships, conversations, friendships, you don't you don't see it on a daily basis so you're not going to see it on a national or global level um, honestly healthy healthy um
1: relationships are boring for tv it's it's boring you said for you tv oh for tv yeah on a national level and the right. media is it, boring is is it doesn't it, it doesn't
0: or anything yeah. <laughs> as I, much as you we- purposefully watch <laughs> messy ass reality tv for that very reason i can she check does. out i'm like look their life is worse than mine i'm cool with it. but yeah
1: um, um so my personal brand is called uh, it be your own self it, you know how every like a couple years ago it be, it be your own friends it be your own nah nigga it be your own self it be you every time 10 times out of 10 it be you Right. Even when you think of somebody else, you still have a hand in it. You still have a part in it. It's still.
2: Um, so, Michelle said, Yeah, it's personal ownership. It's also interesting that we talk about individual accountability, yet, it is often generalized that women as a whole evade accountability, especially when most relationship advice slash gurus are geared towards women, towards cis slash heterosexual women.
1: Uh, could you elaborate on that? Like, I mean, I'm, like I understand the sentences you chose. I just don't know where you're going to to be able to follow for us to be able to follow up. Yeah, y'all, you y'all, y'all, y'all following? Because I feel like that could go several many ways. I, 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 I
2: feel like so. You I know. think what she's saying.
0: Is- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, no, no. I'm not trying to be funny either. No, absolutely. Okay. Yeah she said yeah give me a second <laughs> but um as as you i feel like you michelle on and i know right
1: <laughs> i was wondering why when were talking about the guests like why there wasn't an idea but okay.
2: you know what? I definitely said when this came up as a topic we should invite michelle
0: like i i like people to make their own decisions with what they have time <laughs> for in their day
2: okay i know but she just
0: let's see um, I feel like I feel like, between,
2: <laughs> like I'm,
1: sending, I'm sending
0: it right now love I was already in the in the in the works like oh, I hey. feel like in the in
1: the in the Manosphere what I find oh,
2: is God, like Michelle about the pop on with her bonnet and everything yeah I'm <laughs> I feel
1: like it's like always two opposing opposing forces when it comes to the relationship coaches online and stuff and then there's like some people in the in the middle. Love
2: that
1: yeah um and I think that w- those coaches who are in the middle that preach about women, accountability for women end up getting put in like the oh you're in the, the manosphere lane and oh, you, mean you know what I'm tempers. saying they be like, they be like centrist yeah. as hell but then
2: what do we call them? do we call them Uncle Ken? <laughs> right <laughs> that's Richard right look <laughs> rich in the it? comments
0: rich hey I mean
1: I, like, I, 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 mean, I love like, you,
0: you, you for me but you know, I, I think like when we're tackling this conversation like yes we can have the conversation about pay, patriarchy and blah 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 blah. but i think the purpose of having this conversation separate of having the conversation about toxic masculinity is because we are supposed to be taking accountability
1: yeah, I mean, like, literally like right. literally, i
2: mean I it think...
0: never fails every time you say toxic femininity
1: somebody will be like, but the patriarchy hey but you the from animals, single
0: point. of the world.
2: And I'm not right? saying they
0: don't exist. And Absolutely. Do.
2: Absolutely. But it's much like Rich says. Rich says it's not that you she took can't the bonnet. Say, off. Oh, the okay. bonnet came okay. off. <laughs> it was snatched. <laughs> you could tell that the bonnet just
3: he snatched the bonnet. First of all, when wearing a bonnet. Okay. <laughs> just gonna say that. <laughs>
0: We didn't know. Usually but I feel yes. like you listen to us. From- Where Rich
2: is like, uh Samuels. I was
3: chilling on the couch about to play a game.
2: That's exactly what they mean. And no one wants to hear that shit from Kevin Samuels. Why?
1: I think that Kevin with Kevin, a lot of a lot of his sugar gets mixed in with his shit. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> a lot of his sugar gets mixed in with his shit and people only hear the shit.
0: Yeah, but since Michelle has joined us, what you got to say, girl? Let's get our okay. clarification.
3: Okay, cool. So, I'm this is me. I get to give some context for me personally, I get a little bit annoyed when we talk about accountability because I feel like people throw it around a lot, but I really don't think people know what they want when they're asking people to be accountable. Mm-hmm. And That's so, for is. me, I asked myself, you know, when we look at the industry of like relationship advice, gurus, like the white schools and stuff like that, there's a lot of media and attention directed towards how women should behave and perform their femininity, especially in relationships with men. So I asked myself in a society that says that women evade accountability, while we're simultaneously talking about the importance of individual accountability, where does that leave us when we continue to generalize an entire gender and saying that we evade accountability when they're making literally millions of dollars of women who are trying to hold themselves accountable to the various ideals of what it means to be in a relationship.
1: Well, see, those are like, I think that those are things that are, what's the word? What's the word when you put two things together? That are kind of separate on their own i can't figure out what the word but i love it it's just it's just slipping my head in my mind right now so i do think that as a general idea somebody who grew up female who still goes by woman, i was going to transition at a point um who's um always in my transition had more to do with the fact that i thought it was a man i thought this is my belief i do not hold that belief anymore so if y'all hold on to the patriarchy i can't help you but that i thought it was a man's world i idolized men in a way that i was like well I, in order for me to feel better about myself i need to be them that was me accepting a message about women in conjunction with the a a, a message about men when i learned as i got older that neither one of those things are sure true we all fucked up um and we all have our men have their privileges and their their pros and their cons women have their pros and their cons and one thing i know as somebody who grew up this way is that i am able to if i turn on the waterworks it's a done deal men got that right until they a certain age i got that right as long as i live that as soon as the waterworks cut on i can look a little uh whatever whatever was on the table was off the table and so that's what we're talking about when when you when you say we generalize, and yeah, because there are some general things that women can do that men can't. The <laughs> um, same thing with kids, you know what I'm saying? But then when we're talking about the relationship sector, I think that that, that I, I understand what you're saying that that there are men, w- women buying into this idea, or men buying into the ideas of what accountability looks like from relationship rules. But then I would because I feel. In that place, I'd often have to say you have to take some personal accountability to say they can't fix your relationship because they don't know you.
0: Yeah, and then I'd say on top of that, that a lot of that industry is not necessarily built off of accountability. It's built off of playing into you as a as a woman, usually women, um, and your biological clock. It's like time's ticking. I need to meet somebody, like I'm desperate, I'm gonna go do this relationship coaching. It's not actually buying in because i care about my partner's well-being i'm care i care about his mental health it's not you i'm not saying that's everybody but it's not based off of that it's based off of i'm trying to get into a relationship a healthy one because i don't you know i'm not trying to be abused in any way um so this is kind of a trustworthy way and i'm trying to have a I mean, I watch Married at First Sight, right? That's what that <laughs> That's what they say a lot. It's All never of those women are like, I'm ready to have a kid. I've been <laughs> trying to date. The it's ex- really about actually wanting actual to
1: experience and, life and grow with another person.
0: And the experts do know a lot and they do put you together based off of some really great things. Um, but it fails because you don't go into it what prepared to it, right or prepared to accept that man as a whole person you go and into it with an expectation you just
1: right. you just brought up something that me and you have talked about right like um I, i've dated women I've, I've dated men like and i've had sex with men so I, there's a level of a uh, thing i had there but i've dated women primarily and have had long-term relationships with women um women are selfish extremely selfish feminine normally feminine women are extremely selfish and we could say this is the type of women that i date um sure but i think most masculine folks are have all been bitching about the same thing so there's some uh level of like yeah we 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 might be on to something that women do not want to hear at all don't want to hear um i have to constantly remind my woman to think about me in the ways that she requires and expects me to think about her um currently and in the past like you know what i'm saying like i have to be like so hey you know i've been um breaking my back to give you the things that you would like (laughs) i exist (laughs) not just to serve you and that's how a lot of women tend to treat their partners so when Brittany says something about like um they go into these things and they're they're um they they have to be taught. Something you said just reminded me that like a lot of them are then being being taught that they need to consider somebody else outside of their own
0: needs and wants
2: within Not a relationship. Taught to be like independent and strong. And, like, well, there's two different read. messages
0: and that, that's the other thing. Yeah, there's two, yeah, two yeah. completely different messages. There are the women who are, I'm trying to be taught how to be a partner so that I can get to where I want to be. I want the wedding, I want the baby, I want the happiness. And then there's the other message of I'm a strong, independent, usually black woman. Um, You don't really hear it too much. You know, at least not specified. It's not, I'm a strong white woman. I'm a strong Asian woman. It's usually, I'm a strong black woman. It's not usually there. Right. But because culturally, it's not the same mindset. Um, But so those are the two like overarching messages when it comes to relationships. Um, I will be the first one to say I am not... A strong black woman. I was not set up to be a single mother. I feel that. Yeah, my shirt's a lie. No, I mean in general, like I I respect single mothers all like two hundred and fifty percent. But that is just not the life for me, and I just I struggle every time. I actually avoid doing things if Jamal can't be there when we have all three kids and we need to do something. Uh, so I I will be the first to say that that message is not for me. I, that is, that was, I, I cannot subscribe to that. Um, I think that women are incredible. I think we are super women, super, super heroes. Um, but I think that, and we take on a lot. And I also think that's the other thing that's the other side of toxic femininity, right? Is that we take on so much that we forget about ourselves. So there's there's the toxicness of of putting it, putting down men and putting down whoever. Uh, but then there's the also, in order to be feminine, I have to be the best mother I can be. I have to be the best wife I can be. I have to put everybody ahead of myself, and we suffer in that way too. So nah, yeah. women
2: themselves first and God actively like do things to make yourselves feel better that costs more like you pay for getting your hair done you pay to get your nails done and these aren't just like things that like oh i need this no y'all expect this to be paid for or expect this to be done in certain yeah cases. Not in every case, but but, but, but won't send me no haircut money. It. You know what I'm saying? you
0: That's won't right, send me you no. Know, I went from money.
2: looking at him to looking at the
0: camera, and the way you were looking at me, Shay, I felt very judged.
3: And I had some <laughs> context, wait, especially like, hold up for black women, right? I
1: was waiting for somebody to pull it back. Thank you, Jamal.
3: Thank you. Like, hold on, like to add some context too about like some of the nuances. I think, particularly about black women. That's why I was mentioning like it's not just the patriarchy. Right, I didn't get that. But I think that the positionality around. Our genders, particularly as Black people, but of course, we're talking about femininity to Black women, has always been very complicated in this country, Mm -hmm. um, in particular with our experiences. That's why I bring up Sojourner Truth's piece about Ain't I a Woman? Anna Julia Cooper kind of goes into this in her body of work, and so does Angela Davis, right? But the idea is is that, like, mostly speaking, Black women and Black people have never been able to necessarily achieve the middle-class white suburban type of thing where they were able to bring in maids pay for all this kind of stuff and stuff like that right there's like a certain white supremacist connotation to how they perform their gender and we can get into that some other point i think for black people, i need you to clarify
1: something for me before we move yeah what's up when you when you talk about angela davis saderna truth and i forget the other name julia cooper yeah i don't i don't i don't I don't. These are not authors that I actually care I about. I
3: got you. I got you. So I need
1: you to explain what you mean when you bring them up for reference. That's no, no, I that's got me. you.
3: So for me, like my, I have a background in like political science, of course, but a lot I can of that tell. Is,
0: like,
3: <laughs> I can black tell. Black history, black like gender studies, stuff like that. So I've done a lot of work. So these are like other black women who have kind of teased that question because it's always been a tension. When it comes to how Black women are viewed as women in this country, because of also the added layer of Blackness, right? Where sometimes we are either hypersexualized or desexualized, sometimes depending on the ways that our bodies are structured, especially for fatter Black women um, or for people who are doing whatever. So there's always been this kind of like back and forth about how people perform femininity. And then as we started moving into like the 1950s, historically, like you follow this body of work, um, Angela Davis writes out in her women class and gender. It's like, you know, black women have always held jobs down. And it's a misconception that this idea that like men were always the breadwinners, particularly in black households. Yeah, like, I think that's crazy as hell. Yeah, because black, we're people, like, <laughs> black women were also doing other work. So I think now we fast forward to like nowadays and everybody has this romanticized vision fact. of how households should work. Mm-hmm. I that's think fact. that people have a very um, toxic relationship with how they perform their gender or how gender should be performed, right? I think about that, too, in my own personal experience, like, growing up in a household where my mom didn't feel like I was feminine enough because I was a tomboy, but my but my dad not wanting to deal with me because he couldn't give her the fact that I was a girl.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and how to, like, pull at those strings, or being told that, like, I wasn't feminine enough because I wanted to play football, but then told that, like, I couldn't hang out with the boys because I also wanted to play in makeup. Right. Like it's a very like interesting pool and dynamics. I think when we start talking about toxic femininity, we also have to see that a lot of people, to be honest, as of right now, have not necessarily seen a healthy version of femininity.
1: I don't think that there's a, that, that, the, a, I think that, that um, a healthy version of anything is idealized. I think that, so even even calling something toxic is hard to say when for me, what sits well, my body, or my spirit, the way that I see masculinity or feminine is that every is a spectrum and you, right. you oscillate on uh, one side a little bit more than the other. And we have an idea of what we would like everybody individually have an idea of what they would like anything to show up as. And depending on who you are and how you grade or judge me, is how you decide how feminine or masculine or good or healthy or toxic I am um I do think that so that's why I was just saying for me it's always accountability regardless of what we call it it is a a a lack of account personal accountability for the way someone shows up in their day-to-day lives if they decide these um are they if they are playing into these traits that are stereotypically feminine we notate that as a feminine thing that they're doing um and so i think that's where the the waters get muddy um but to talk in generalizations yeah to me there are some some ideals that are just bad i don't i don't need you to be super soft because i understand people got trauma you know what I'm saying? That's not, I'm not out here telling you that you need to be in soft life and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Or that you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. How your gender decides to express, how you express your gender or your sex or whatever the words are, is your business <laughs> and who you choose to lay with at the end of the day.
2: I, I, so I ask
3: myself, is <laughs> these really toxic or is it just that people aren't a fit for you? Because in a sense, that like there are some people. So like to the example, like getting hair done, getting nails done, things like that. There are some people who want their partner to do that. And there are other people who are okay with paying for that because it makes them feel comfortable in their role in that relationship. So I sometimes ask myself, is it that we're attributing the toxic label to femininity because it's just not a fit for us? Or are there actual traits of femininity that are toxic um, as a whole? Because nah, right, yeah, actually, I think I, that, are, that are toxic as a whole. I think. No, but that's what I'm saying, like, if, we, if so, I would love for us to like, name that as opposed to like, the individual aspects of things that may not necessarily be a fit for us if that makes sense so like kind of like i brought up so, earlier what, what i feel like this gender, question gender, is
1: taking is like, away from where we went to which was trying to get uh, the accountability piece into i feel like when i talk to people who have political backgrounds this there's a circular question conversation that happens and it always kind of circle especially when women are the topic of conversation and i if it's not happening you're fine but i can't let it happen and if it is is that it's moving away from again the the accountability of women we named things before you got on the show that we felt like were toxic traits and i don't mind doing it again but they also aren't traits that are set we also said they aren't traits that are separate of femininity and the way that they show up is sometimes crazy which is a fair thing to say so it's like uh Circling back to this, well, is it, is it women or is it women or is it women? Because that's what it sounds like. It's like, yes, it is. Yes, and yes, it is. And no, it's not. In
3: totality, everybody's messed up. But yes, it is women. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, no, I'm not negating that. I'm saying let's talk about those general toxic traits. Like, again, so then that way, because my thing is, if we're talking about individual accountability, right, then I want to know what are the general toxic traits overall that people need to be looking out for, as the individual, if that makes sense. So like, like let's start naming them like in a list format, like okay. what they are. And I know we talked a little bit about it, but I didn't feel like we really got to like the meat and potatoes. Cause I still feel like there's more there in the conversation of what those toxic traits are. So that's, my- that you're talking about from the joke. Cause my thing is like, kind of like how, um, like how we just talked about like um, people who think that like there's only one way to perform your gender. I would consider that a toxic trait. And that's something that people need to hold themselves accountable to to unlearning and stuff like that because they perpetuate a lot of toxicity amongst other relationships that they have, whether they're romantic or just friendships or just societally. So that's where, that's where I was trying to get at because I think that like when we talk about toxic femininity, sometimes it does happen where we do kind of get pigeonholed with like the romantic partnerships right. or that type of stuff. And I think the individual accountability is also about how people are being accountable to the community as a whole in all aspects of relationships, not just romantic ones. So that's why I was asking. This isn't like a circular political conversation,
0: right? I, I and I get what you're saying. So, some of, I think so. That is obviously one of the the traits that you just mentioned. Um, Shay had also mentioned the the selfish behavior, and that that is a learned behavior because as a child, we raise our little girls to be spoiled little princesses for the most part, right? Um, there are more, maybe more restrictions on dating or more restrictions on, on whatever the case may be, but we don't expect little girls to take out the trash or have these larger responsibilities than, than the, what their age is, you know? And when, but the little boys <clears throat> at seven, the, the moment you can pick up a trash bag, it's, I pounds down the street. <laughs> Grab uh, these girls
2: no help. Can't
0: go to street, boy.
1: help me
2: rake this up. Come help me mow the lawn. Come help me do all these things that boys are expected to do. But if you ask the girls to go in the kitchen, that's sexist. How yeah. can you Ask me to cook and clean, but how can you ask that little boy to take out the trash? You don't think that also is reverse sexism? Like, are you not capable of doing everything? I and think that ideology is toxic. Females are treated the same way as males. <laughs> you are no different than me in the military. If I can lift this, you can lift this. And at work, that's, how I, that's how I treat my employees. <laughs> you signed a contract saying you can lift over fifty pounds. Don't call me to lift it.
3: Like are, so yeah. I think it's a no, no matter of gender role stuff. Because I think that's, yeah. the, that's a trait. It's the fact that we assign we, yeah, we get yeah, genders based on genders and to say that like, that's what it is. But then also simultaneously what happens is, to your point, Jamal, (coughs) is that um, we're pushing back against gender roles while also simultaneously trying to hold on to some of the traditional Mm ones. Like now we have a society where people are like, no, I still want the man to cut the grass, take out the trash, also I'm not cooking. Or
0: the age old question of, you know, how did our grandparents' <laughs> marriages work? You know what I mean. Like, right. why can't we get back to what made those like marriages work? Grandma, those marriages grandma.
2: were not working. Mm-hmm. Like, grandma was beat. Grandma was getting her ass. Wet. It's they not even about
0: that.
3: I was going to say he
0: probably had a family two doors down. Like, there was things happening. They just didn't divorce. It Was like,
3: well, and they didn't talk about it though.
0: And they did. And they to this day, right? Like my, okay, like I know my family doesn't listen like that, right? <laughs> but. My grandfather moved his mistress into my grandmother's home. Like and this is in my lifetime, um, because her house had burned down, and like you know, they never got divorced. My grandpa passed away in like 2002, but like at my sister's wedding, you really got up there and said a whole speech. Like he did, you know what I mean? It's like we just gonna pretend like everything was was Gucci, okay? Like you you could have just gave well wishes, but really you gave gave advice and you gave advice for a relationship that was not anything I'd want to take advice from, you know what I mean? So those relationships were never working. And a lot of that, like you said, are the gender roles. It's the way we're taught. And like when I was saying the selfishness is a result of that, it's because little girls are not taught to... um, honestly, to care about anything other than their child or their baby doll or, you know, whatever the next, like, nurturing thing they need to care about. But it's where we do not teach them to care about their brother's feelings <laughs> um, or, you know, any of the other, like, someone else other than yourself and whoever you're supposed to be nurturing and then respect for your parents. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is, like, the underlying issue. Um and then on top of that you have society <clears throat> over sexualizing women and women playing into it, getting, you know, and not saying if you if you want to change anything in your body, change anything in your body, but like the push for BBLs and you know overemphasizing your body parts. I can honestly say I cannot see a reason why a BBL would be for me and not for attracting someone else right like the idea of having an oversized ass is not for me it's not it's not you know like, like most men but I, i'm most not finding
1: attractive so the, the lie that that it's for men is also crazy as hell too because right. I, I have yet to find one man that is like bbls yes let's go most of them
2: Remember Do not, like, fake that, anything. A yeah. uh, girl had the one that looked like it failed. Like, it looked like it dropped. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> it like the DJ name out, but it looked like it busted and, like, it had failed down. Like, I think I might still have the picture. We were at uh, this festival, I can't say, because she worked for... Uh, <laughs>
0: it's fine. We were at a cannabis festival. Yeah. It's legal. <laughs> so we were at a cannabis festival,
2: and we were watching like the wrestling match, and we had seen like this woman with this like busted BBL. That shit was like sagging; it was leaning; it was terrible. Like it just yeah. they're
1: hearing about you know on the subject of the a lot of that is for insta just for Instagram, and not for like real people on Instagram. It's it's to be a part of this privatized world that somehow gets put on men. <laughs> um. Which is like insane to me. But like it's 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 sad that what a lot of women are going through right now, um, to change their bodies for something that most people just don't and most people don't enjoy. The okay. deaths that are happening,
3: the the, the, the botch surgeries, all of that. That's 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 sad to me. Yeah, I think people also dismiss <clears> the <throat> opportunity to actually just talk to people for real. I think sometimes people get really caught up in social media and the images, yes. and the mm-hmm. stories that they start making up these things about, not making up, but like more so internalizing what they see on social media and thinking that that's how the world works or how they need to present themselves. Cause like, even when we talk about like the gender roles and stuff, or like when you talk about like a Kevin Samuels or whoever the next person is to take up that mantle, it's like, yeah, he's a personality. He's going to say all this stuff, but like when you actually sit down and talk-
1: To, to people. people
3: or <laughs> actually have conversations, it really doesn't matter. It's just a matter about like what works for you. you. Those relationships, whether they're friendships, romantic relationships, and stuff like that. And I think that people not being able to move away from that is what actually perpetuates a lot of toxicity. Because so that's what. Onto those ideals that really aren't rooted in any reality, they're just based on internet talking points that are getting people views for what? You
1: know? <laughs> and that's, that's what I was saying earlier to um, so something Jamal said about like it's a uh, movies I was saying something about the drama, dr- dramatization of something on movies um, is because like people this becomes people in now social media or not now but for the last 10 to 15 years social media it's been so uh, these it's not gender roles in itself it's the ideas of what people believe that they what they are supposed to do based on like you said like a lot of fake it's just not if you talk to people i I don't know a a little boy that's not nurturing i don't know one i do know i understand when they say that nurturing is a feminine characteristics but if we acknowledge that men are not devoid of feminine attributes and women are devoid of masculine attributes what are we really talking about Mm. anymore what are we really talking
2: about? you are upholding these standards and traditional guidelines that don't exist in these traditional households. Like, if you come to our house, Brittany doesn't cook as much. Like, not saying that she can't cook or she doesn't. I do the cooking, and like, no one who's ever come over is like, "Why is your wife sitting down while you cooking?" Like,
1: because it tastes better. No that one way. cares. <laughs> <laughs> don't let she can't she can't boil a noodle. Don't let her. <laughs>
3: i think that's where uh, you know again when we start talking about the individual accountability i think it's really about again the root of it really is that people just need to talk to people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and when we start talking about like those kind of things are really starting to like i guess like take a step back from like these romanticized and idealized versions that people are perpetuating particularly i say online because that's where i live i live on the internet but <laughs> like,
1: but you don't um, see you don't see that type of stuff when you deal with people in no, life, you don't. right yeah. right right yeah, right. exactly. it's like a cloud gets removed from your eyes I mean, when you actually pay attention. and
3: nobody operates the
1: way that like social media does, right?
3: Yeah, that's why I always think it's interesting. That's why it's like the buzzword on social media is the accountability. That's why I was kept asking, I was like, what do y'all think? Like,
0: no, because
3: but it's, I think I, that's easy
0: for us to say because we're millennials, right? So we're at an age where we we did not have the internet now, you know, and we see how the internet is, and we're more connected to people, but we're able to discern. the most part like the differences between internet world and real world um but that's not the case for the younger generations and that's not the case for the people who you know might be like 15 16 and for the last three years their life has been only internet interactions with any other human being
2: because we grew up without the internet like they grew up with the the nature of the internet at their fingertips it's
0: not so. just the young people though either yeah, it's no it's different. not just but I'm saying that's what they no it's not just and that's why I was like more or less we're able to discern because we we've been on both sides but yeah, yeah. yeah. cause I was gonna say they, the older people do it just is not
1: it's with social media but it's like it's with shows and <laughs> the stories and the this and the that it. a lot of bad yeah. behavior on both sides right. they're because, one thing
3: that gives me hope about social media at least with young people is that like they really just don't care about necessarily like not not what I mean like don't care. I mean talking about, I about the image or the perfectionism of portraying like everything's perfect or like they're not like they're not quote unquote trying to figure it out. Cause I even get that sometimes like for my own family, when I talk to like older family members, they'll be like, Oh, watch out what you post on social media. And I was like, Nobody cares because they want to, you know, he have yeah. authentic conversations. And I feel like that's the only thing that gives me hope about young people is that even though they're online. What they don't have an issue with is saying like, "Look, I'm still trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. This don't seem right. This, that, and the other," and really trying to oh, get it right there. Right. And I think where some of the connection could be, when we're talking about generations, is us being able to connect those dots for them. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, for, at least for me, because like, I mean, like TikTok got me in a chokehold. I see the young mm-hmm. people on there, and they're trying to figure it out. But again, like a lot of people aren't really talking about it because for older folks, they're stuck in this idea of like, "What I got to say is perfect. I don't want to make a mistake." and it's like no like especially if we're talking about like toxic femininity in in the case of that is that like especially now in the conversations that we have around gender gender expression gender expansion pronouns even being a part of the conversation i feel like young people are starting to get there but i think it's like again continuing to have to push back against like the pressures of like whether it's from family members of older generations stuff like that to perpetuate some of those toxic traits um that we that we talked about earlier yeah I agree
0: with that. And I, but I think um, before we kind of wrap it up, because I feel like we've already kind of come to the solution, right? The solution is Fairly. view people as well. You view Well, yeah, that's the solution to everything, right? As an adult at this point, like unlearn some of the things that you've learned, but, you know, view people as wholes and view people as, as individuals, right? Like everybody needs to be
2: called a person.
0: Yeah, but taken as a whole, right? Not like, you know, this is what makes you this and this is what puts you, you know, my words, I'm fucking up words. What I'm trying (laughs) to get to is um, I think the part that kind of irks everyone um, when it comes to toxic femininity and especially men and we're not talking about relationships is the way society views women in a situation so you know Amber heard Johnny Depp the moment she said something Johnny Depp's career was
2: over until it went through court we all loved him in Pirates of the Caribbean
0: <laughs> it was a like guilty automatically automatically you know everyone <laughs> just you know goes and, and supports the, the woman in the and somebody game. and some people still believe
1: after that court case that he is guilty Absolutely.
0: Um, and I think that's that's when it starts becoming an issue when men feel like there's no use in trying. Same with custody. Why fight for my child when every single time they're going to... And it's not the case because I'm living proof. That's not always the case. But every single time they're going to side with the mother. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of times men just feel disheartened <laughs> because society is... Is going to view the woman as a better fit in most situations because they
2: start crying or automatically right. you're the bad, bad guy <laughs> you've been
0: crying
1: lately in the middle of
0: arguments
1: i yes. always cry
0: but i cry in the middle of arguments because i i mean like not because i'm trying to sway it because i'm mad and that's how I, That's that's just how it's coming out. Or I'm trying to suppress something, so it comes out in tears. Like it, it's, I cry because I relate, me. It's okay. I relate. Just keep the talking. Situation. Like don't mind me. Right. Like... I mean, that, that's not to say that all
1: women's tears are manipulative. All of are <laughs> Not saying it at all. But
0: I'm not doing it to manipulate. But I do know people do it to you manipulate. It. Right. Yeah. Like that happens all the time.
2: Well, like, especially like, white women. But like, you your know. emotions. Like you come in, you angry, and you like, yo. I'm so upset, I got all these great viewpoints and I'm ready to break this down and I'm ready to tell you how I feel. And as I'm sitting there and I'm telling you how you wrong, it's just like, okay, I'm sorry, how could you? Like, how I, could
1: you tell me that my behavior is affecting you? Right. How could you tell yeah, me but that- That's I not what those tears you? are.
2: <laughs> not in this right. case. <laughs> but it's like, you're sitting there, you're sobbing, you want these tissues, like here. Here we go, like, let me grab tissues for you. But at the end of the day, like, I'm telling you how I feel. And I respect and you it. can't hear this because it's like, it's what about you? Now I need to be hugged. Now I need to be loved. Now I need to be told. Oh, that's that a fact. They, they love that. And that's a part of us like, feeling like it's selfish too. Yeah, because like it's I'm
1: selfish. I'm telling you how you messed up and now you want me to hug you. And, right. came and I on like,
2: you and tell you it's okay. Like, you hurt my feelings, <laughs> but now I'm okay at you because you're crying and now it's it's a scene now it's a thing now people can't call you now people can't talk to you because they're looking like well what's wrong with you no what's wrong with me because now my feelings are hurt and i can't say nothing because you you sitting and you in tears and that's what men have to deal with. Like, once Michelle's face crying,
3: looks like. It's like- well, no, so, so for me, because I actually went through something very similar to that. I was on, <laughs> on the end where I was like, articulate how somebody hurt me and then they started mm-hmm. crying. And then I had to console them because they were hurt by what I said. Right. So I, I, I would say though, in that moment, because I've been unpacking this in therapy, is that sometimes we have to learn to just let people cry. Because um, mm-hmm. my thing is, is that, and I also learned this too, is that like, the idea of us always being so quick to console people makes them one very dependent on us being mm-hmm. that person to console them, mm-hmm. and two does not give them the ability to really sit there and reflect on their actions. So I mean, that's just my little tidbit from therapy, y'all. Yeah, tell you that just, you know, like because after it happened, I was like, I still felt some type of way because I was like, "Yo, like," you're feeling, you're feeling you're to and now they, you know, extra sad. Now I spend the extra two hours trying to make sure. You know they okay, but I'm still not okay. Like <laughs> I wasn't even done talking. <laughs> he was bring this back up because I Like I bring that up. Wait, like, sometimes we have this habit that we want to just put people back together, especially in moments like that. But I think, like particularly, especially when we're dealing with like toxic femininity and stuff like that, I think one is people are crying because they're heartbroken at the fact that they hurt somebody that they care about. I'm going to give you space The ego you.
1: be brutal. Right, like, yo,
3: you felt like you was doing a great job and you felt that you weren't and you've got to process that. I get that cry about it. But my thing is, is that like, particularly being on the receiving end of it, my lesson for it that I'm just telling everybody is, is just let them cry about it. And you can ask simple things like, do you need a moment? Because we can continue this conversation when you're okay. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, you know, consoling them in that moment because it's like, you know boundaries y'all like boundaries like we want yeah, to just sit right. there i just we just all right so that's why i, mean, that's why I was making those faces because it was just like you were describing and i was like yo like why am i going through
1: this right now <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> but, but Michelle, I don't know if you heard me earlier but that's that's the, that's accountability right it's saying how you are actually like a fee and a beast you know what i'm saying like essentially you would be teaching this person that every time they Uh, Because we we, we learn through conditioning. It's just a fact. Whether we blatantly know something or not, if every time they cry, every time you approach them with something that they did, right, and they get to crying and you console them, that becomes a learned behavior over time. And then it's just, you're you're, you're, never going to. Yeah, and then you're going to be resentful and it's going to blow up at some point.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think it was like, you know, part of it is that, like, again, people just should always be in a constant state of like reflecting. Yeah. Um, about their actions and the impact that they have on others I do think people need to be better communicators particularly around like when we start talking about femininity around expectations right mm-hmm. so my thing is I get tired of the conversation of gender roles in particular because I'm like if it's not a fit it's not a fit in the sense of like if I'm going to get with a partner and we're trying to make a household work and we both said we ain't cutting the grass well, we need to come up with a solution. Right. Okay, like, we're going to pay somebody to cut the grass or what? Like, you know, like, let's have these conversations mm-hmm. now as opposed All to me being because the, the other person ain't cutting the grass, but I expect because of their gender, they should do that. They should do that. I a- do that because, like, I, I'm queer as hell, so, like, it don't matter who what the gender is of that person. I'm just saying in general, like, if I'm going to come in with these expectations, you need to name that up front and move on if it don't work instead of trying to force people to fit, into your worldview, or earlier when Jamal was mentioning attacking their gender or their masculinity because they're not fitting into the box that you want them to fit into for your stuff, like that's where some of that toxicity comes in. And you got to hold yourself accountable in the sense of saying, like, where am I willing to move on? What am I right. willing not to move on? And can I communicate that effectively without manipulating people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
0: things that I want to do. And that that before we like, I, I would I'd hate to close it without talking about that um, about attacking in the sense of like men not feeling safe in spaces with their with women, right? Because they feel like if once they open up, it's going to be used against them. No, I heard that's okay. that on the podcast. I've heard that from so many men. And it it's it saddens me though, because as a woman who does not do that, um, I can genuinely say that in none of my relationships have I thrown something said to me in privacy in your face. At any point in time, right? But it happens Um, to all of us. Absolutely. And I I understand that. But that's what I mean by it saddens me. As a woman who does not do that, to know that that's, you know, constantly weaponized to the point where, you know, men feel more comfortable sharing their feelings only with men. And that their relationships will never actually grow without
3: that yeah, well, emotional
0: see. transparency um and when you do get into a relationship with someone who isn't going to do that like tearing down those walls it, it's it's hard um but like body shaming men you know oh you got a small dick like all of that like really does
1: You too fat. you
2: too short
0: oh well, while you talk about it i'm um, like that, that oh. level of
1: emotional uh, yes. violence you have the physical violence aspect mm-hmm. there is um it is most commonly known that men will, uh, their level of brutality, a lot of times we look at it as inhumane, but we don't look at women's brutality in the, in the same way a lot of times. Or like when a dude is trying to leave and he's trying to leave sometimes, and I've even been in a situation like just trying to leave peacefully. You got the woman cutting your shit up, setting your shit on fire, smashing up your windows.
2: not letting you go. You can't go.
1: I seen a video where a girl drove a car into the man's house, like you. The the things we feel like we're entitled to do because we perceive some level of hurt or want or something. Sometimes it's insane. It it it, it is like insane. And, and I've even been on that level of rage of like, and I
0: had to stop myself. Like, what 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 am I really doing? I will say, I will say, right? It goes both ways. You hear about. I mean, we literally just heard recently the star, and we'll talk about it on Saturday, of um, Alabama's basketball team oh, yeah, just basketball. shot and killed a woman, or right. was a part of. But the- you're doing the thing that we
1: said we would not do, and I said hey, it in the beginning.
0: I know I'm saying that. I'm just saying, you know, it's on both sides. I'm not saying, I'm saying we, I'm but
2: I'm not saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> <them>. <laughs>
3: So I think with Shay's point, I think the issue is is that because people, society as a whole views women as something to be dominated as, quote unquote, weaker than men, the anger and the violence transpires a little bit differently. You won't necessarily find too many women. There are some women who do hit men and abuse is abuse and it's wrong regardless of who's doing it. But you will find that women typically act out their anger a bit differently and hurt men in different ways than men who do take the more violent action of like beating, harming, or using extreme violence to kill people. And I think that, that like that's where some of the nuance is, but that doesn't necessarily like absolve that like people should really think about that in themselves and the fact that like, yo, like this person really got you that fucked up that you been Right, that and I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and, like burn their clothes. And I think sometimes it's because- yeah. A lot of times, people view it as like a righteous anger. Like you know, when women do that, people be like, "This each article of clothing." Like you know, that's always the word.
0: thing. Like, you you're it, you're slowly coming out of insanity. You can't even claim like each time you're like this. That's like, and that
2: doesn't make it. Fair. And then like you're yeah. tearing my shoes, you're breaking my jeans. Yeah,
3: and it's like to what end? Because at Are the end of the day, you're still emotionally tough. hurt with by whatever happened in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And now this person's out of stuff, and now you're probably gonna go to jail, or you gotta pay some money or something. But I think
1: that like um I that, I, wait to be real I know plenty of women who also casually hit men. Like,
0: yeah, just, oh yeah. It's more of like it's and it's an overtime thing, right? It's not I'm about to knock you out once. It's like every day, it's like you know every or
3: yeah.
0: you're getting on my nerves, I push you out my face. Like it is
3: there is mm-hmm. still Physical contact. There's a level of shame about it because no man wants to come out here and say that like, oh, I let this one be. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. to be honest, that's to be honest, like it's really hard that I've done like some intimate partner violence work with people. And right. it's a real thing in terms of that shame that happens there. And some people do weaponize it um in order to get away with like abuse um and holding abuse with men. And I think too, also um, you know, there's conversations around how people like try to use Now, I'm not talking about the gold digger aspect because there'll be some people talking about people being gold diggers and they ain't got no gold to dig. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, there are women out there who do, for lack of a better word, financially abuse men as well, right? Like in, in terms of like really being able to like, you know, take a hold of that, take control of their finances, really using them up in a way to better themselves in a very non-consensual way I say that because you know the sugar daddies uh, you know do what you got to do get the bag you know this is a very consensual manner of doing it but like there are other people who like do manipulate men in this kind of way and that also too is an act of violence like the uh, abuse overall is an act of violence and I think that anybody if you're a man out there who is currently being abused I do highly encourage for you to contact um most cities have a local court they do have a DV Um, court section, they do have resources for you. Don't be intimidated by the fact that a lot of it is geared towards women. That's just because of the statistics, so don't mind that. There's also shelters out there for men who do need help. And last but not least, talk about it. Um, Know that there are people who are here for you, whether they're your friends, whether there are like your acquaintances and stuff like that who will get you those resources, but I really don't want to end the episode with us talking about violence and trauma and knowing that there are possibly some men out there who are for all intents and purposes being abused. So just know there are resources for you um, in that regard um, to really get you the help that you need to get out of those kinds of situations because they are damaging and they are hurtful and people are dying, to be honest. And so that's my hope to y'all and, and, and those who are listening to this podcast is like, get you the help that you need, get out of those type of situations. I don't even think that's even more toxic femininity, it's just toxic people. At that point, point, evil people who decide to use men in that kind of way, and you um, need to get away from them <laughs> ASAP.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I couldn't even think of a better way to end the episode. <laughs> I think um, leaving them, leaving our audience with that is is wonderful so on that note thank you for joining us michelle absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) thank
2: you for being better than rich because i know he out there listening to this
0: (laughs) um but yes thank you back rich and (laughs) and for giving us you know your point of view we really do appreciate it um saturday shit talk saturday so we will be back saturday evening at 8 p.m okay um rich
2: gonna have some shit to say always (laughs)
0: as as always please like and subscribe on all social media we're on TikTok, we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on instagram um obviously we're on youtube
2: we're on patreon we are on
0: patreon (laughs) so i will drop the link tree in the description um but yes like subscribe follow on all of the places um and if you guys don't have anything else
2: michelle you want to get the people a place to follow you so they could be like obama
3: I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, I am Sparky. So I'm Sparky. Same thing on Instagram. Same thing on TikTok. Um, Don't don't follow me on Facebook.
0: Uh,
3: (laughs) 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 That's all I got.
0: (laughs) Um, And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay unapologetically Black. Have a good night.